Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, Cindy Chanel-Monet, and today I'm excited, honestly, because personally, it's been a while since I've done this. Hi, guys. Um, I, I had to take a hiatus for a little bit, um, but I can go into more detail about that in a solo episode, which should be coming the week after this one. Um, but today, I wanted to bring on two very special guests and who honestly mean a whole bunch to me and are kind of the reason as to why I am here, uh, where I am today. So I'm going to start off by saying you guys already know, save a girl, save a world. I am their communications intern. And if you forgot, I'm going to reiterate, Save Girl, Save a World is a 501c3 multi-generational mentoring and esteem building program for young women and girls. Uh, their pillars include career and entrepreneurship, financial literacy and wealth, wealth legacy, health and wellness, and lifestyle and leadership. So I have the founder with me today. I have Miss Glenda Gill and her partner, Miss Barbara Perkins, everyone. Now, you guys are probably thinking, Cindy, you've been an intern for this group for over a year. How is this the first time you've had the founder on? I don't know. She's just given me so many amazing people to talk about. So I'm just really glad and like think it's a special moment to really have her on for the first time today. And Miss Barbara Perkins, because you guys, these are like, these are mind blowing women and just like trailblazers and amazing role models, especially for black women. So I'm going to go ahead and get into their bios. This is only like a smidgen of everything that they've done. So I'm just get into it. So Ms. Glenda Gill is the founder and executive director of Save a Girl, Save a World. Um, she started out in building bridges between corporate and community relations by being a powerful negotiator, speaker, and influencer before turning to mentorship. For about 20 years, she was the executive director for Rainbow Push, CEF Global Automotive Projects, and she's learned to look beyond herself for the growth of others, thus the birth. Of Save a Girl, Save a World. And for Ms. Barbara Perkins, uh, she is the founder and president of Imagine Builders, etc. LLC, which is a full-time, is a full-service coaching and leadership development firm. Uh, she's also the founder and president of Sisters at the Well and the International Black Women's Public Policy Institute. In 2013, she was also given the opportunity to work with Dr. Vanzit and served as the interim president for the Vanzit Enterprises and executive director of InterVision Spiritual Life Maintenance Incorporated, where she managed the day-to-day -day operations. Um, and prior to her leadership role with InterVision Spiritual Life Maintenance for six years, Ms. Perkins successfully partnered with National Cares Mentoring Movement, helping to build one of the largest mentoring recruitment organizations for Black mentors in the United States. Welcome, you guys, to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for all that love you just gave us. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Had to give it all back and give you guys the flowers while you guys are here. Okay, so I kind of went into, you know, your bios already. We all know that you guys are successful and just, like, amazing women. So I want to get into, you know, like, how did you guys meet? Just kind of like your stories. How did you get into mentoring, the birthing of Save a Girl, Save a World? Um, if one of you two want to start with that. Well, Barbara and I met. It's a funny story about how we met. I had just moved to Los Angeles from Detroit. And uh, as you shared in my bio that I used to work with Rainbow Push Coalition and I worked with Reverend Jackson. And of course, we were having a big gala celebrating his birthday in Los Angeles. And we uh, always do gifting at our activities with Rainbow Push. So I had some giveaways and they were plane tickets. <laughs> and I wanted to give them to, I wanted to do a slick way of giving them to people without them knowing what the gift was, right? So I approached Barbara, she was sitting at a table 
and I was going under a chair. She said, what are you doing down there? I said, just don't worry. Just know that when I, time <laughs> comes for you to go under the chair, you're going to have a wonderful gift and you're going to be so happy. So uh, that's how we met. She went under the, of course, we made the announcement. She went under the chair. She had a plane ticket. She had two plane tickets uh, to go somewhere. And that's how we initially met. I was given a sister a gift. <laughs> and her light was so bright. She was the perfect one that was chosen. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was fun. Fun and funny. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, we started to blossom in a friendship. And uh, she extended herself to me. Uh, as a newbie in Los Angeles. And of course, her spirit is so infectious and her spirit is so magnetic that you want to be her friend. So I decided she was going to be my friend and I guess she decided I was going to be her friend. And so that's how we initially connected. And from there, uh, when uh, I got the calling or the assignment for Save a Girl, because it was definitely an assignment, uh, I called on Barbara and Barbara called on me to offer her services. I said, I got this assignment. I don't know what to do with it, but I know I need your help. And so Barbara came willingly as she always gives of herself and helped design the mentorship program for Save a Girl, Save a World. We had uh, Save a Girl, Save a World was spoken, a spoken word. It was a seed that was planted out of Dr. Julianne Malvo's mouth to say, if you want to save the world, we need to save our girls. And there was a group of women sitting at the table at a luncheon. And you know, when women get together to start an initiative, it is magical, it's just magical. So we said, okay, we're gonna get this started. And one of the sisters sitting at the table at the time said, well, if you are going to start it, I'm gonna give you the money. Of course, now we had an idea now we have money. Uh, the next step was, what are we going to do? How is it going to be designed? What's going to be the outline? And so that is basically how we started. And uh, Barbara stepped up, offered her services. We so gladly took them. And uh, that is really how the seed of Save a Girls started. There were some other women that were also part of this team. Um, one of my dear friends who's now deceased, was very much a part of it. And another young lady, Pamela Alexander, who at the time was working with the Ford Motor Company Fund, uh, a young woman, April Russell, she was being my intern mentee and she came on board. And then we also had Lavonia Perryman who was from Detroit, who also came on board. So when we first started Save a Girl, that was the seed that was planted. And it really has grown to now be a tree with limbs and leaves, and we're so excited. So thank you, Barbara. Thank you. I love that. And, you know, like I was going to ask you, like, did you have anyone else in your corner that was, you know, helping with the growth and startup of Save a Girl, Save a World? Because it truly is such an amazing organization. And like, now that I think about it, I don't think my listeners know how I got associated with Save a Girl, Save a World. And because, like, you know, I just started introducing it. Like, this is an organization that I'm a part of. I'm the communications intern, so let's go. So I'm going to give my little bit of my origin story. So back in May 2021, um, I was invited to be on a call for Goldman Sachs 
And it was with a bunch of young black girls from like across America, just talking about what it feels like basically to be a girl in America and just being like, these are the stereotypes we go through, the microaggressions and like everyday life, just to give Golden Sacks like a perspective and point of view of like, okay, how can we support these girls of color? And through there, um, Miss Cedra Sebastian, uh, who probably is one of the most like powerful, amazing young women I've ever met. And she's given me so many opportunities to just grow within my podcast and grow as like a person and like She's like an aunt to me, honestly, but maybe even a second mom. She just really helped me grow up to be the person I was or I am. And she told me about Save a Girl, Save a World. I'm like, okay, this seems like a really nice organization. You know, it helps HBCU women, you know, in the growth. And then um, they started putting me in the She CEO classes. And it was kind of a hustle because it was on every, like every Wednesday um, after my biology classes. And like, this is when everything was still virtual. So it was kind of a a rush, but I still loved it. And, you know, it was like teaching me about financial literacy and like how to have a bank account, how to handle my finances for a business. Like, how am I going to invest in this? What should I apply for to get more money to fund it? And, you know, like I've learned so much through it. And, you know, they learned that I had my own podcast and they were like, what if we had you? you know, start posting episodes once a month for the girls in our program. I was like, absolutely, yes. And it was kind of funny the way I found out. I was actually at King's Dominion, which is an amusement park in Virginia down here. And um, I was like, we were leaving, actually. And I got off the phone with my mom and told my friends, I was like, I just became an intern for this organization. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And they're like, that's great. And like, over a year later, like, it's still one of the most grateful undertakings that I've ever done. And, you know, I will support this throughout the years. Like I will start save world from day one, from day one. And, you know, this has been an organization that's, has it been here for 12 years now? 12 years. We've been together for 12 years. Yeah. And so we're excited. We just celebrated our 12th year this November in uh, Atlanta, at Clark Atlanta University. Mm-hmm. At the summit, right? Yes, at the summit, at our 12th summit, yes. Yeah, so if y'all are listening and you don't know what that is, I'm going to need you to backtrack a few months to my episode about the summit. It was really fun, you know, just talking with um, Miss Dinesha, you know, Latasia, and just like who are also the mentors and uh, interns of Save a Girl, Save a World, and it was just a wonderful experience. So if you want to know what that was like, go go back and have a listen. (laughs) Um, So Miss Perkins, I want to know, like, how did... How do you feel about Save a Girl, Save a World, and how do you think it's supporting and uh, shaping the girls of our today? Thank you. It was really nice to just uh, hear the beginning story again. Uh, my background, first of all, I should say, is in human and organizational development. So my area of expertise is designing um, programs and projects and opportunities for Black women to advance. And not just Black women, but Black women and organizations who serve Black women. So when Glenda um, mentioned the idea, first of all, the name, uh, I think we were, we were in D.C. walking, we were at another conference, and she said the name of it. I knew we were going to lunch, but it wasn't like we're going to lunch to talk about starting an organization. We were going to lunch and just having a general conversation. And when I heard the name Save a Girl, Save a World, it it resonated with me, you know, at a high frequency. 
And one over lunch, as we discussed it, because actually now that I remember, we were going there to discuss other opportunities for collaboration, financial opportunities for collaboration. We weren't going there to save a girl, save a world. Right. And so um, certainly it was an easy yes for me to say, how can I direct some of um, my experiences and talent to creating something such as this? So I actually proposed that I stay in one small space. (laughs) And that small space was around designing what the mentoring component would look like. Mm-hmm. Mentoring to me has always been, um, you know, a part of the the advocacy work that I've done. Why? Because I've been mentored and mentored by four incredibly gifted, compassionate um, women. One being an icon in our country, Dorothy Irene Height, and the others equally as important. Um, So for me, uh, mentoring is that low cost, high yielding, yielding, successful uh, gift that we can give. And it doesn't always have to be that we give it to um, the generation behind us. Uh, there There are opportunities to work with women who are my age and, and even, you know, I have a dear friend who is some years older than I am, who um, always acknowledges that our relationship has been one where we've mentored each other. And so how I feel about Save a Girl, Save a World, and 12 years later, um, I'm very proud, one, to be uh, associated with the organization and, and the intention. The intention is what it says. How do we pass the baton to the next generation of leaders? Um, For me, at this point in my life, I'm thinking about legacy. And I certainly would want to, uh, if I was writing my own um, story, and I hope to do that, I would say that all through my life, they're the threads of gifting what I've been gifted. Mm-hmm. And mentoring is at the core of that. So I'm thrilled to be associated with Save a Girl, Save a World. I love that. And, you know, um, I completely agree. You know, it's the relationship and just the sharing of experiences and connection that will help someone through something that will give someone a better understanding of something because you know like that's why like young girls always go to their moms about boy problems because they've they've been through all that you know my mom already (laughs) knows like she's like all right this is what you got to do and you know like she because she's had that experience and you know um I'm trying to pull this up here you guys know that I was able to be a speaker for uh, the Stephen Marjorie Harvey Foundation Girls Who Rule the World Retreat, which I became exposed to through Save a Girl, Save a World. And it was a really full circle moment um, for me because back in 2021, when I was 16, um, September, that was the first time that I went. And, you know, like, firstly, I was like, I never knew my name would be that close to Marjorie Harvey, like ever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so, you know, such an amazing experience. And because, um, 
uh, people like my mom being with me just kind of be like go out there you know like go up to one of the speakers and like introduce yourself and talk and you know like expose yourself a little bit like literally in between like lunch sessions and stuff like that, I would run from like speaker to speaker <laughs> just like talking and getting to know them and because of that I was able to book an interview with Miss Maria Jordan on her radio show a month later so then I opened up another opportunity in Atlanta and like I've been there back and forth so many times in this past year where it's just like this really feels like my calling and, you know, to just like share my story and uplift and empower other girls. Um, so how, how, as I'm talking about this, um, while I was at uh, the Girls Who Rule the World retreat this past weekend, um, the president of Essence, Miss Caroline Wanga, powerful woman, like she has such an incredible story. I would not be able to do her justice by uh, retelling her now, um, by retelling it now. But she said that, you know, Seniors have the experience and youth have the energy and that together creates a dynamic duo. Um, and Ms. Perkins, you were talking to that as to like, you know, how we can share an experience and bring something from it and then teach something to our older mentor. So um, either one of you, Ms. Perkins or Ms. Glenda, what is your take on uh, that statement she made? I think that we, learn from one another. While you have the energy and the wisdom is with the mature mentors, we're learning from one another. We're still growing, we're still evolving. And we get so much from your energy that it pushes us to be more, it pushes us to change. Because sometimes when you get older, change is really different. But being around young people, it pushes us to, you know, be open to change because life is ever evolving and life has changed. So while we talk about this mentor-mentee relationship, know that the exchange is of us learning from one another. Uh, we once sat in the seat that you're sitting in and you'll sit in the seat that we're sitting in. So it's really a good exchange of love and legacy and growth. Barbara, I'll let you take it. Yeah, it's really important that that interdependency of, on each other. We don't have the luxury as Black women in the world to have any barriers. And day to day, we fight against external barriers, racism, sexism, all the other isms, ageism that tries to keep us out one of the quiet, more subtle, deathly <laughs> barriers is that internal barrier, that thing that says, it's my turn from a younger generation. And the assumption is because it's my turn, you've had a turn, so go sit down somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. More, or the opposite where the more right. experienced and seasoned woman says, I have more life experience. My wisdom is more expanded. So let me always stay in the front. We don't have the luxury of having that kind of distraction. And so to the degree that mentoring, because the majority of mentoring and the most successful forms of mentoring we see in the one-on-ones 
when someone takes an interest in you and says, I'm gonna make a decision to invest my time and my talent. My, my success hinges on seeing you successful. When someone says that to you, they're also giving up something. They're giving up a little piece of themselves. And so what I would say to the younger generation that I probably didn't say enough early on, I've been in this mentoring space for about 30 years. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't say, I didn't make clear some of the expectations that I had. Um, and so there were some things that might have gone differently had I done that. But now we're always learning and we're always evolving, right? What I know now is one of the things I say early on is if I bring you to the party, I want you to remember that. The bridge that bring you over, that brought you over. So you didn't become successful. You just talked about the opportunities you had to meet folks. You went for one thing and then these other opportunities opened up. They opened up because someone pointed the bridge to you. They said, go that way. Your mom said, go meet somebody on the lunch break. Go put yourself out, right? That, that opportunity, that encouragement, that motivation happened because they care about the outcome for you. But when you get over that bridge, this is the piece. When you get over that bridge, like I tell young people now, I'm going to need you in two years. Because <laughs> in two years, I see where you're headed. In fact, you're probably going to be my boss. <laughs> and I'm going to need you to be nice to me. Right? I'm going to need you to remember that it's that collective wisdom and experiences that we were willing to transfer from ourselves to you that should be the glue that keeps us together. And that's what mentoring is. Mentoring is a two-way street. Today, I'm investing in you, time, talent, and resources. Tomorrow, I might need you to invest in me. Same thing, time, talent, and resources. Mm -hmm. I see this too as an infinity circle. You pour into one and it pours into another and it continuously comes back. And I always say that uh, legacy is not necessarily leaving something for people, it's leaving something in people. And we really want to see you succeed because really, if we talk about it, I see my little girl self in these young ladies that we're mentoring, remembering you know, where I was at that stage and then reflecting back on where I am at this stage. And I know that a lot of young women say they want to be me. You're already me. You're already you. And you're going to do greater and more awesome things than we even dreamed about because there's so much available for you today. But what Miss Barbara said is we want you to bring that back. It's not a one-way street. It really is an affinity circle. It's, and one of the reasons that um, this assignment was so poignant for me was I was disturbed about how the media was depicting young Black women. 
that they were more violent than they were, that they were less brilliant than they were, and they were less attractive than they were. And I knew all of that was not the truth about young Black women, because I see you every day. And as Barbara has uh, her We See You Awards, we see you. And this is what this mentoring lane is about. We do see you and we hear you. And I would say for the both of us, we're willing for you to be a part of us and us to be a part of you. Uh, we will get out of the way. And as Barbara said, we have all these barriers already and we don't see ourselves in these silos. We see ourselves connected and not divided. And, you know, I'm really appreciative of you guys being able to push us forward so you could step back a little bit so we can take your place. And, you know, this is, you know, something that Miss Wanga also spoke about. She said that she was talking to us, the girls in our, you know, our seats, and she was like, you are sitting in the chair so you can one day be, be part of another room. But if you stay in that same chair, someone behind you is going to miss out. And so you must continue to step forward so people can continue to fill the chairs in the places that they're supposed to be in. And, you know, like you guys have been able to do that through Save a Girl, Save a World happening for the past 12 years. I can only imagine, you know, the girls from day one and where they are over 10 years later. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I actually made a new mentor at the Girls Who Rule the World retreat. And she was the one putting me out there. And we were, it was our lunch break. And we were all outside. There was like three different food trucks. And I wanted to speak with Miss Wanga because her session had just ended. And, you know, obviously all the girls are surrounding her, one in the pictures, one to talk to her. And she's like, you know, because, you know, she's trying to get everyone like, you know, enough time and you no know, respect, like, you know, just to talk to her, not, not just like a high bye sort of thing. And so I'm being patient and, you know, I'm, I'm very, um, <laughs> I'm very like uh, patient and, you know, kind of like, oh yeah, after you, I'm, I'm that kind of person. And so <laughs> she's like, I love that. This is, uh, her name's Miss Lori. Um, hi, Miss Lori, if you're listening. Um, but she was, she's basically the kind of just be like, that's great about you. You know, like there's honestly not enough people like that in this world. However, when it comes to situations like these and you really need to meet someone, you really need to just push through the door. And, you know, like someone who like me, who wants to get into communications and journalism, you know, that's something that I'll have to do and start getting used to and just kind of being like, excuse me, pardon me. Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Cindy Chan. Like, you know what I mean? And just start doing that. And so she really pushed me up there and I was like, Hi, Ms. Wang. And, you know, we just started talking and, you know, I met with her publicist and potentially she might be able to be on my podcast someday. So, you know, it really starts with that. And, you know, um, uh, Ms. Perkins, when you were talking about um, how you want to see us succeed and how it's just like my success is your success. And I brought this up over the weekend as well with another girl and I was just sitting and, you know, with my busy schedule, I was talking to you both uh, yesterday about this and how I've been on the go basically since sixth grade and had to take, you know, a two and a half month break from my podcast. And I was going to lunch with one of my guy friends just to like catch up, meet up and things like that because COVID was still going on and we hadn't seen each other in a while. And, you know, I, I had to apologize. I was like, I am so sorry. It has been so, so long since we've been able to, you know, hang out. And, you know, just see and talk to each other. He was like, don't even worry about it. Like your success is my success. Mm -hmm. Do what you need to do. So you, I can see, continue to see you grow and do this and that and the third. And I'm like, it just made me feel like 
everything that I was doing was worth it because I would feel so guilty because if I wanted to be a regular 18 year old teenager who just went to school and came home, I would. I really would. I would not stay up until, you know, ungodly hours to, you know, do my work and, you know, keep up with the podcast at the same time if I really didn't want to. So it really just filled a small void in my my heart of like guilt that felt like I had to always prove something to people because of how busy I was. And he was able to remove that. And so it just only pushed me further, just being like, it doesn't even matter because everyone like him who are consistently and always supporting me are coming with me anyways. So, you know, I just wanted to give that piece. Um, but thank you so much, Miss Perkins and Miss Gill for joining me thus far. And thank you to my listeners. And we'll be right back after this break. Hey, this is Sydney Cherlone, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that'll be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that'll talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. back everyone i hope you all have been enjoying our conversation so far in the last part we were just talking about our origin stories with save a girl save a world what it's like now and the goals and everything that is surrounded with it and how much i've grown as a young black woman through it so let's get back into it so we're talking all this stuff about you know like having a mentor how amazing it is how life-changing it is but for people that you know don't really know what it is or want to get into it and don't know how um how exactly do you find a mentor? You know, like sometimes for me, at least I'll see someone inspiring. Like I saw Miss Lori and I asked her, I was like, will you be my mentor? And she was like, absolutely. But some people don't always have the courage to go up and do something like that. So uh, either one of you, um, how could someone, you know, who's looking to be inspired and be uplifted and kind of just have a new point of view in their lives, uh, seek a mentor? So mentoring. Uh Mentoring, I'm sorry, Glenda, mentoring is, as I said earlier, a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, a, it's an agreement. It's, it's a contract, if you will, a verbal contract that you are asking someone to invest their time into your life to, and sometimes, so when you're looking for a mentor, Certainly you want someone who 
inspires you. You want someone who's doing something perhaps that you want to do. You know, you you want to be a journalist, so you might look for someone like a Joy Reid, someone who's really doing the work that you want to do. So you seek them out. Usually mentors are sought after. Well, those people are successful because they've worked really hard in the space to become who they are. Mm-hmm. And usually those successful women aren't just sort of sitting around waiting, you know, 20 hours or whatever, a month that they might have or two hours even to, to mentor you. So when you, it's important for you to do some of the work mm-hmm. and some of the work means Yes, you see who they are and what they have to offer. Absolutely. But likewise, you spend some time on yourself to see what you have to offer. What can you possibly offer? So in my life today, if someone asked me to be their mentor, and I have said no many times, not because I don't think they're good people or they're worthy of time, but because if I get a sense that you, that someone wants to be mentored by me for the purpose of being in my orbit, right? Mm-hmm. In my affiliations, if they're coming to simply extract, for me, that's not a good match. Mm-hmm. A good match for me is if and when I can see then not only have you looked at what I'm doing, but you are quite prepared to demonstrate your heart to me. What is it that you are doing that I might be interested in elevating, that I might be interested in sharing with the world, Mm -hmm. right? I wanna be proud to say, I am so happy to introduce you to Sydney who, is my mentee and I'm spending time with her, right? I want to be proud to say that. I don't want it to be a heavy lift. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I'll say about that, the respect that is required in a mentor, mentoring relationship is as high and as important as the respect I place on a relationship with a parent right? Someone who you look up to, who you honor, who you respect. So if I say two hours a month is our time, that's our agreement. Mm-hmm. And I want you to take that time really seriously. I don't, I don't want to hear why you was late because you overslept. Uh, you know, I, I really, the minute I begin to get what seems like excuses or the lack of clarity about my time and my talent and my gift that I want to give to you, not asking for a lot in return, Mm -hmm. I will most likely design an exit. (laughs) Yeah. Beautifully said. (laughs) I would pretty much echo what Barbara says. Our organization, um, how we pair mentors and mentees together. And usually we pair them when we have our summit 
we pair all the mentees and mentors go through an application process and a vetting process. Mm-hmm. And we try to provide the mentors and the mentees or pairing them together uh, across diverse disciplines, aligned to resources, the industries they're in, in, interested in, their goals, what their dreams, their desires are. We usually start out with having um, a vision board so that we can see where they want to go in life. And so that we pair the mentor and mentees together uh, because they don't necessarily know each other. And sometimes it works from that um, process. And sometimes the personalities just don't necessarily click. And so then we go the organic route of where the girls are just really uh, attracted to someone that is a mentor. And again, what Ms. Barber said, knowing something about the people in the room and knowing something about what you wanna do helps with doing these pairings of the mentor-mentee relationship. That's how it's structured in uh, Save a Girl. Mm-hmm. Right. I wanna ask you guys, um, as you guys are saying, you have mentees, you have mentors. Uh, I want you guys to pick out one mentor and one mentee that you've most been been most impacted by and why and how you've been able to impact them back in the same way possibly. So either one of you can start with that. (laughs) Let me start and then Glenda, I'll go quickly. So I, as I said, I had four um, amazing mentors along the way, probably more than that, but four that I had long-term relationships with. There are some obvious, my mother was one of them. Um, And um, a godmother, those two sort of, raised me so but in my um adult life 30s actually kind of late adult life I met I met Dorothy Height and Dorothy Irene Height who um is just an icon in American society but not just American society an icon globally and that relationship, she gave me access. And, and speaking about the difference in generations, I was a young sister in my 30s. Dr. Height was much older. But what she did was she allowed me, once we had a trusted relationship, we never talked about being a mentor, mentee. That was never um, a direct conversation. But what it was clear that she had chosen me. I found out later, actually, I found out when she died 16 years later that she had chosen a whole lot of people. <laughs> but for some reason, I felt like I was it. And but what she did was she gave me access. She would invite me. I just had a, a picture pop up on Facebook from one of the memories, right? eight years ago with me sitting, having a big laugh with Rosa Parks. I got access to Ms. Parks because of Dr. Height and access to a lot of people, a lot access to international travel because of her. She never gave me a script. She never said, go out and do this, go out and do that. She just allowed me to enter the room. 
I took the access from what Dr. Hyde gave me and I took it into my relationships. So there's, I've, I've, I have about 20, at least 20, it's probably more, but at least 20. But I'm going to speak the name of one in particular, Ebony. I'll just call her first name. Um, Ebony was a young sister I met at 15 years old. At 15 years old. And um, she stayed with me. She's now in her mid-30s. And she's doing amazing things. She came through this nonprofit that I, I manage, the International Black Women's Public Policy Institute. She served as um, a staff staffer, worked on Capitol Hill with us, did an internship with us, started a Young Ambassadors program with us. She's now on an international stage on her own as a speaker and trainer and motivator. And I'm very, very proud of Ebony. She's one of 20. So I'll stop there. I would say that I've had, I've had both male and female mentors. My female mentors though, were very different. It was a much more intimate relationship. Uh, one of my female mentors, both of them are now deceased. And I tell you, I miss them every single day, but I can hear one on the right and one on the left every single day. Um, my one mentor introduced me to the world of politics and she positioned me in a way that she knew exactly what Ms. Barbara said about who's in the room, why I need to be in the room, what I need to say, what I need not to say, what I needed to listen to. And I followed her guidance and under her tutelage and I went very far with what my career was at that time. I ended up in an area where I was surrounded by men. That's why I wanted to mentor young women because I wanted them to know all the landscapes and all of the rooms that you can walk in, that you be confident and know that your power is within you. Um, my other mentor, she was a dynamo. She was my the person in the other ear. Uh, she taught me about how to navigate in different settings and that you could be whatever you want to be, wherever you wanted to be. Both of them were generationally um, involved in different settings. And so of course, one was an older generation and one was a little younger, more contemporary like I was. Um, and as Barbara said, I've had many mentors. There's been those that have been strictly for business, those have been strictly for personal, those that have been some, some of everything, but they have been very instrumental in my life, very instrumental in the visions that I have and very instrumental in supporting the dreams that I've had and me supporting their dreams. Now you start talking about young women, <laughs> there's many. When we started this organization, I at first, I was so overwhelmed with some of the work that I did that I didn't think that I could have any mentees. But now I've got many of them. And if I start mentioning names, uh, I would be in trouble. Let me say that. <laughs> we, 
I would just be in trouble. But there's many mentees that are part of Save a Girl that have become my mentees by default. Uh, but it has been a joy to work with them. It's been a joy to have them be beside me. It's been a joy for me to learn from them. So there are many mentees that I have. And again, I can't name names. I love them all. I mean, they're all <laughs> very in their own right. And mm -hmm. uh, some of them have been just, they started out in a certain way and they've just evolved and grown. And I'm so happy for their growth. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll uh, add my piece. Um, and I think it's funny because I think I was a mentor before I even knew what mentorship was. Um, but before I, you know, go into having like a mentee, um, how, who I mentioned before, I want to say, and you guys, I think you guys are like passively my mentors as well. We're not often in conversation, but when we are, I always feel kind of uplifted and inspired and just kind of pushed in a new direction. Um, but Miss Cedra Sebastian, um, she invited me to be a journalist for her Black Girl Freedom Week event that happened last February. And I was basically a storyteller, just telling my story of how I started my podcast growing up and, you know, basically just my past. And um, there wasn't many people on the call, but, you know, you always have to start somewhere. And um, it was kind of like an open dialogue thing. People can jump from room to room, a, a kind of program like that. And um, for some reason, like all this, like this panic attack and like anxiety just raked over me. And so I had to take a minute and I told everyone on the call, I was like, I'm actually having technical difficulties. I'll be right back. They thought that there was something wrong with my mic and camera. Meanwhile, I'm over here panicking in the background, like, 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 oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'm rambling. I feel like no one's really listening to my story. Like just having like this freak out. And, you know, this is why I like having a podcast because I can mess up as many times as I want. And then, you know, just be able to go back and edit it, edit a few times with this was live so you know I had to think quickly um so obviously this is a lesson learned and so I texted her because she gave me a few numbers of um uh some people on standby if I needed help with something tech wise but obviously there's nothing wrong so I'm texting her and I'm like I'm having a panic attack right now I need your help and she's like I got you and so she comes into the call and she kind of helps guide me slowly back into it just asking me some questions moderating it for me a little bit and she's always kind of been the person to push me out there and be like be who you are in the best way possible because you know when it comes to being a business owner and just like trying to sell myself um I get you know a little a little bit shy a little bit anxious like I get I let the humbleness take over a little too much and I start to feel like I don't know what I'm talking about and you know I just feel like I'm not confident in it but there's a way to do it and so I, you know, every time I have an interaction every time there's a new network opportunity I have her in the back of my head and now I have Miss Lori in the back of my head just telling me to push myself out there and you know like all they can say is no and I just move on so that's one of the experiences as to why um Miss Cedra is probably one of my favorites and I guess for mentees, I, I have a bunch of little babies. Um, I was reached out to uh, when I was still a ballet dancer um, by the artistic director of the old company I used to dance with. And she was like, there's this uh, one girl who is trying to make a decision between 
the Washington School of Ballet, which is where I dance, and another uh, dance company. And so she connected us, we exchanged numbers, and then we eventually got on a phone call and just started talking. And I just felt and heard so much of myself in her. And uh, she knew I, I had just like retired. I like to say that I retired um, from dance. So, <laughs> but I was giving her my honest opinion about um, the Washington School of Ballet, my experience. I danced there for almost nine years. And she eventually ended up coming to Washington Ballet. So I guess I did a good job. Um, and she was just like being totally honest with me, you know, like what it's, what's it like being a black girl in the, in like the ballet world. And, you know, cause this profession wasn't really made for girls like us. So how are we sculpting and changing the way that it is seen? And, you know, how do I feel inside the classroom? And I've never met and I never felt more open in a space like the Washington School of Ballet. Like, I like to say that dancers are probably the most open-minded people I've ever met. And so, you know, they would ask, you know, questions, you know, just to learn more about me, about my hair, you know, just like about my skin tone, like what I prefer to wear pink tights or a skin tone and just like, just having that intimate conversation. And so I was able to guide her and lead her into choosing something. And, you know, we still follow each other. We still talk every now and then she's like, you are my role model. I'm like, I do this all for you guys. And so it just kind of lights me up a little bit inside. So I like to call her my little mentee. Um, I believe her name is Kendall. So <laughs> hi, Kendall. Um, but yeah, that's my little two cents as to my favorite mentor and mentee. Um, and I know we've been talking forever. <laughs> so before I wrap this up, I would like to ask you all firstly to leave us with any words of wisdom that you have. And then secondly, how my listeners can reach and follow you. So I would like to say two things. I say this all the time when we have a summit. There's always a gift in showing up. And when we show up from each other, we get the gift of miracles, the gift of blessings, and really the gift of Black girls' magic. And someone always brings another gift that you never saw coming. And then there is a saying that I think this is attributed to St. Marshall. It's called Hasu, help a sister up. Always help a sister up. Don't ever think that you're gonna be on a pedestal by yourself. You wanna have 10 sisters standing toe to toe with you because when you go into battle, you'll need them. But nonetheless, we do celebrate this uh, sisterly love among our organization. And we just love, love, love for you all to be a part of us. And we just love, love, love for you all to love on one another so that we can grow this circle of mentors and mentees. And I will give the website last, Sydney. So I want to let Barbara talk. Okay. First, let me just say thank you. Thank you for the invitation to be on your podcast today during National Mentoring Month. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Glenda, for sharing the space and um, the passion that we both have for the next generation of leadership. Uh, I guess my closing thoughts would be, um, first, I'm going to say, I feel like we're in good hands because... I'm watching you, Sydney, and I'm feeling your passion and your energy and um, could just imagine, we haven't spent any time together I'm, other than in these little boxes, um, <laughs> but I feel um, the, 
I feel two things. I feel your um, vulnerability, which I believe in my mind, it's power. And when you are willing to show that, it demonstrates the comfort that you have in your own skin. Um, so thank you for vulnerability. And I also feel um, this, I, I guess it's a combination of your dreams. You talked about being a journalist. You talked about the joy you had being in this, in the conference and speaking and the work that you're doing here. I feel like we could almost sit down, Glenda. I know. I feel like they got this, right? And because the one thing that I want to do differently from my mentors, my mentors did a, a wonderful thing. They they gave access. They let us in the room. They identified us. They, in some ways, chose us, right? Because you couldn't just run up on a Dr. Hyde and say, mentor me. You couldn't just run up on a Ayanla Van Zant and say, can you take me? Right. So they called us into the room and they chose us. But one of the things that, that I want to do as an add-on to that is to not just call you into the room, but to give you voice, to recognize the power of your voice and your gift. And when I see that, it makes me feel like whew, I actually can go to the beach. <laughs> because the bench is getting deeper and deeper with talented Black women. That's what mentoring is about. Listen, I care about all of humanity. I care about all of them. I'm a mother of a son, so I care about all of them. But what I know for sure is that black women, we are going to be at the center of the change that we all need. We are at the core of that. I believe that's God's assignment to us. And so when young black women step up in the way that I'm seeing you step up by doing your, you're 18 and talking about a podcast, like, okay. Do it, do your thing, because it's not something, you know, I, I shared with her earlier, Glenda, that I'm getting ready to do a podcast, but I was scared as the Dickens. <laughs> I've spoken and named the countries. I was scared, I was telling <laughs> Byron, who does my social media, I was like, okay, look, I don't know if I can do this, I don't, I don't know. But you know what, we are in good hands. And so for me, as we close this segment on mentoring, it's a lie that our young Black women aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Right. It's a lie that you don't know who you are. It's a lie that you're not powerful beyond our imagination. Right. It's a lie that you're not going to be at the center of the change that we all are looking to see. And so right now in this moment, I'm just feeling very celebratory um, because we've had this experience together. So thank you. Yay. 
Thank you. Ah, this is why this is a part of the reason why I like to just do audio so you guys don't see how crazy my face looks sometimes. Um, but I'm getting emotional because it ah, excuse me, guys. It took me a very long time um to feel comfortable in my skin. It took me a very long time. So um for you to say that means um that growth and progress has been made so <laughs> thank you so much and you're doing very 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 yeah. good at it sydney i remember when we first met you have the energy the joy the infectious magnetic personality that is needed and we are both building the bench for you young women that look like you that have these dreams and aspirations of changing the world. And so we're so happy and thankful that you created this platform for these mature women to talk to some young women. <laughs> and your boldness that all the things that we were too scared to do, that you're doing them. And we are just overjoyed and seeing your success. And so yes. again, I truly, from my heart to yours, I thank you, thank you, thank you for how you always show up, authentic, organic, and just full of love. And you always, always want to serve. And so that's a part of building the bench of this generation of Black women. And guess what? We do want to go sit down. <laughs> I'm going to the beach, girl. I am out. <laughs> Also, uh, we both want to leave our website so that you, anybody that wants to be a part of us, um, ours is Save a Girl, Save a World, www.saveagirlsaveaworld.org. And the pipeline goes into Barbara's organization. Barbara, you want to give your uh, website? I do. So as a, as a coach, my, my website is image, like your image. Image Builders, ETC, Image Builders, et cetera.com. And that's my coaching website. But I do run an international nonprofit organization called the International Black Women's Public Policy Institute. And that is, and, and I'll leave it there, International Black Women's Public Policy Institute. Google it, it'll pop up. Um, thank you again. Thank you. I also, one more thing before I let you guys go. Um, you have a mentoring book and it's about pearls and about mentorship. Mm -hmm. I want you guys to blurb about it just real quick. Oh, just yeah. real quick. <laughs> we, we are both authors in this book, The Magic of Mentoring, Pearls of Wisdom. There are 47 authors in this book and um, you can get it on Amazon or you can reach out to Glenda or me um, and we'll be happy to in fact, Glenda, I think, Sydney, um, I'll inbox you. I'll send you a few. And if you want to gift them to folks in your listening audience, we'll be happy to do that. Okay. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Perkins and Ms. Gill for joining me. And thank you to my listeners for listening. And this is Perfect Timing.